from a country which was created at midnight. When I almost died, it was just after midday. One year ago, I left my home for school and never returned. I was shot by a Taliban bullet and was flown out of Pakistan unconscious. Some people say I will never return home but I believe firmly in my heart that I will. To be torn from the country that you love is not something to wish on anyone. Now every morning when I open my eyes I long to see my old room full of my things, my clothes all over the floor and my school prizes on the shelves. Instead, I am in a country which is five hours behind my beloved homeland, Pakistan and my home in the Swat Valley. But my country is centuries behind this one. Here there is any convenience you can imagine, water running from every tap, hot or cold as you wish, lights at the flick of a switch, day and night, no need for oil lamps. Ovens to cook on that don't need anyone to go and fetch gas cylinders from the bazaar. Here everything is so modern, one can even find food ready cooked in packets. When I stand in front of my window and look out, I see tall buildings, long roads full of vehicles moving in orderly lines, neat green hedges and lawns, and tidy pavements to walk on. I close my eyes and for a moment I am back in my valley. The high snow top mountains, green waving fields and fresh blue rivers. And my heart smiles when it looks at the people of Swat. My mind transports me back to my school and there I am reunited with my friends and teachers. I meet my best friend Monipa and we sit together talking and joking as if I had never left. Then I remember, I am in Birmingham, England. The day when everything changed was Tuesday, 9 October 2012. It wasn't the best of days to start with as it was the middle of school exams. Though as a bookish girl, I didn't mind them as much as some of my classmates. That morning, we arrived in the narrow mud lane of Hajj Baba Road in our usual procession of brightly painted rickshaws. Sputtering diesel fumes, each one crammed with five or six girls. Since the time of the Taliban, our school has had no sign and the ornamented brass door in a white wall across from the woodcutter's yard gives no hint of what lies beyond. For us girls, that doorway was like a magical entrance to our own special world. As we skipped through, we cast off our headscarves like winds puffing away clouds to make way for the sun, then ran helter-skelter up the steps. At the top of the steps was an backpack, backpacks in our rooms, then gathered for morning assembly under the sky. Our backs to the mountains as we stood to attention, one girl commanded Asan Bash or stand at ease and we clicked our heels and responded Allah. 
then she said who she ya our attention and we clicked our heels again allah the school was founded by my father before i was born and on the wall above us khushal school was painted proudly in red and white letters we went to school six mornings a week and as, as a 15 year old in year 9 my classes were spent chanting chemical equations or studying urdu grammar writing stories in english with morals like haste haste makes waste or drawing diagrams of blood circulation most of my classmates wanted to be doctors it is hard to imagine that anyone would see that as a threat yet outside the door to the school lay not only the noise and craziness of mingora the main city of swat but also those like the taliban who think girls should not go to school that morning had begun like any other though a little later than usual it was exam time so school started at 9 instead of 8 which was good as i don't like getting up and can sleep through the crows of the cocks and the prayers calls of the muezzin first my father would try to rouse me time to get up janiman he would say this means soulmate in persian and he always called me that at the start of the day a few more minutes above please i i had begged then burrow deeper under the quilt then my mother would come pisho she would call this means cat and is her name for me at this point i had realized the time and short bhabhi i'm late in our culture every man is your mother brother and every woman your sister that is how we think of each other When my father first brought his wife to school all the teachers referred to her as my brother's wife or bhabhi that is how it stayed from then on we all call her bhabhi now i slept in the long room at the front of our house and the only furniture was a bed and a and a cabinet which i had bought with some of the money i had been given as an award for campaigning for peace in our valley and the right for girls to go to school on some shelves were all the gold colored plastic cups and trophies i had won for coming first in my class only a few times had i not come top each time i was beaten by my class rival malka enur I was determined it would not happen again. The school was not far from my ha- home and I used to walk but since the start of last year I had been going with other girls by bus. It was a journey of just 5 minutes along the stinky streams past the giant billboard for Dr. Humayun's Hair Transplant Institute where we joked that one of our bald male teachers must have gone when he suddenly started to sprout hair i liked the bus because i didn't get as sweaty as when i walked and i could chat with my friends and gossip with usman ali the driver who we called bhai jaan or brother he made us all laugh with his crazy stories 
I had started taking the bus because my mother was scared of me walking on my own. We had been getting threats all year. Some were in the newspaper, some were notes or messages passed on by people. My mother was worried about me, but the Taliban had never come for a girl and I was more concerned they would target my father as he was always speaking out against them. His close friend and fellow campaigner Jahid Khan had been shot in the face in August on his way to prayers and I knew I knew everyone was telling me father take care you will be next our street could not be reached by car so coming home I would get off the bus on the road below by the stream and go through go through a barred iron gate and up a flight of steps I thought it if anyone attacked me it would be on those steps like my father I've always been a daydreamer and sometimes in lessons my mind would drift and I had imagined that on the way home a terrorist might jump out and shoot me on those steps I wondered that I would do uh maybe i i'd take off my shoes and hit him but then i'd think if i did that there would be no difference between me and a terrorist it would be better to plead okay shoot me but first listen to me what you are doing is wrong i'm not against you personally i just want every girl to go to school i wasn't scared but i had started making sure the gate was locked at night and asking god what happens when you die i told my best friend monipa everything we would like uh, lived on the same street when we were little and been friends since we were toddlers and we shared everything justin we were songs and twilight movies the best face lightning screams her dream was to be a fashion designer although she knew her family would never agree to it so she told everyone she wanted to be a doctor it is hard for girls in our society to be anything other than teachers or doctors if they can work at all i was i was i was different i never hid my desire when i changed from wanting to be a doctor to wanting to be an inventor or a politician monipa always knew if something was wrong don't worry i told her the taliban have never come for a small girl when our bus was called we ran down the steps the other girls all covered their heads before emerging from the door and climbing up into the back the bus was actually what we call a diana a white toyota townes truck with three parallel benches one along either side and one in the middle it was crammed with 20 girls and three teachers i was sitting on the left between moniva and a girl from the year below called shajia ramjan holding our exam folders to our chests and our school bags under our feet after that it is all a bit hazy i remember that inside the diana it was hot and sticky the cooler days were late coming and only the far away mountains of the hindu kush had a frosting of snow the back where we sat had no windows just thick plastic sheeting at the sides which flapped and was too yellowed and dusty to see through 
all we could see was a little stamp of open sky out of the back and glimpses of the sun at that time of day a yellow orb floating in the dust that streamed over everything i remember that the bus turned right off the main road at the army checkpoint as always and rounded the corner past the deserted cricket ground i don't remember any more in my dreams about the shooting my father is also in the bus and he is shot with me and then there are men everywhere and i am searching for my father in reality what happened was we suddenly stopped on our left was the tomb of sher mohammad khan the finance minister of the first ruler of swat all overgrown with grass and on our right the snack factory we must have been less than 200 meters from the checkpoint we couldn't see in front but a young man in light colored clothes had stepped into the road and waved the van down is this the kushal school bus he asked our driver usman bhai jan thought this was a stupid question as the name was painted on the side yes he yes he said i need information about some children said the man you should go to the office said usman bhai jan as he was speaking another young man in white approached the back of the van look it is one of those journalists coming to ask for an interview said moniba since i had started speaking at events with my father to campaign for girls education against those like the taliban who want to hide us away journalists often came even foreigners do not like this in the road the man was wearing a peaked cap and looked like a college student he swung himself onto the tailboard at the back and leaned in right over us who is malala he demanded no one said anything but several of the girls looked at me i was the only girl with my face not covered that is when he lifted up a black pistol i later learned it it was a colt 45 some of the girls screamed monica tells me i squeezed her hand my friend said he fired three shots one after another the first went through my left eye socket and out under my left shoulder i slumped forward onto moniba blood coming from my left ear so the other two bullets hit the girls next to me one bullet went into shaja's left hand the third went through her left shoulder and into the, the upper right arm of kainatriyaj my friends later told me the gunman's hand was shaking as he fired by the time we got to the hospital my long hair and moniba's lap were full of blood who is malala i am malala and this is my story